This is Justin Roberts, and you are listening to Three Count Thursday. Hope you enjoy. A little bit of the bubbly. I did it for the rock. Give me what I want. Everyone has a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un-goddamn deniable! Mamma mia! Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Answers. I change the questions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 3Count Thursday, live here on our Facebook page, of course, via Zoom. Social distance, of course. Um, and we are glad to be with you here again on a Thursday night. We are the podcast of the millennium. We're closing out another month, and the wars are heating up, all that and much more. Make sure you go to 3CountThursday.com, and there you'll find our Social media links, our YouTube page, our merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. Oh, Tim's still not here. Our Patreon page at patreon.com slash three count Thursday. Our home network, of course, is NGSC Sports. We also stream daily at liebsports.com. Ryan, that would be. Ryan. Ryan, why are you. Ryan, you're not muted, Ryan. Ryan, why are you... L-E-E-I-B-Sports.com Because Ryan, Ryan wants to be difficult. Uh, Matt, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. I'm doing well. It's, it's a shame we'll, we'll someday figure out Ryan's mic issues. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Talk like when the show acts. You had me muted. I'm pissed. I didn't have you muted. I unmuted I everybody. I unmuted everybody. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> what a maneuver and leibsports.com. Thank you, Ryan. Shit, I didn't mute myself. Yeah, well, I I unmuted you. Matt was unmuted. I didn't do well, anything Matt, different. Matt. There's a button that says mute all, and there's a button that says unmute all. Oh, and didn't unmute all. Uh, well, very upset. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I hope you can forgive me, but you're just gonna have to shut your ass. Um, but also go to <laughs> store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code three count for ten uh, percent off of each and every order uh, over there. Um, of course, this week, uh, unfortunately, again. Uh, Starting off on a sad note, uh, on Saturday, um, stardom confirmed the passing of Hana Kimura uh, at the age of 22 years old, um, a, a absolute rising star in the business. Um, the age of 22, uh, it was it's believed that uh, she took her own life due to um, cyberbullying uh, and, and, and the aftermath of that. Um, 
and it's it's a horrible situation. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to 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 pretend that that I'm I'm a huge Stardom fan. I'm not going to, um, you know, I I I don't know that I've seen more than maybe one or two uh, Hana Kimura matches, but that's not the point. Um, the point is, um, that that words matter. The things we say uh, to people matter, and um, unfortunately, there's there's a there's a 22 year old uh, rising star in the professional wrestling industry, and a 22 year old person uh, that is no longer uh, on this planet because um, of people and the disgusting things that they say. Um, you know, this has been an unfortunate week for that. Uh, there was a situation with um, a you know, YouTube wrestling podcast and, and Alexa bliss, uh, this week. And, um, you know, so, so I think the thing that that's most important here and not just in the, in the climate of the world that we're in right now with just unimaginable, like sadness and confusion and, uh, anxiety and things like that, that, that are going to make anything, um, to the negative, even worse. Um, but just in general, uh, we have to be better. We, you know, we, ju- we just, we need to be better. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we felt that, uh, it was our responsibility to, to start off the show by remembering, um, and recognizing a, um, a talent and, and, and a, by all accounts, tremendous person, uh, that's no longer here. Yeah, Jim, this one, uh, I think you had the nail on the head. You don't have to be a huge stardom fan um, to recognize the impact that this has had on, um, you know, not just the Japanese wrestling community, but the wrestling community as a whole um, really, you know, rallied around her. I mean, so far there's major news outlets that, that have really covered this story variety. Um, the Washington Post, CNN, all having big stories about it, um, you know, and, and hopefully, and I'm not sure I didn't follow up on it, but, you know, it's really stirred the Japanese government to to regulate cyberbullying and start creating new laws. So, you know, from this horrible tragedy, you know, hopefully we can find a silver lining in, in something like this and that, that it may never happen again or at least be regulated differently so that it'd be much harder to happen again. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, um, I mean, we... We talked about it. It's it's a shame now. Two two weeks in a row now we've had to open the show just talking about unfortunate news, two very different circumstances, but still just the loss of life. Um, and in this case, one that could have been avoided if people can just kind of control what they say online. Uh, just be mindful of what you're saying about people. I know we've made jokes here and there, um, you know, but there's, there's a level to it. Uh, we certainly... Don't go to the point that it's going to like be persistent. Uh, and I think we all kind of self-check each other, too, if we ever even kind of would get close to that line. And I don't think that we ever have. So, um, you know, it's it's just sad that, you know, now two weeks in a row. Um, and again, just like with Shad, everyone has just only good things to say about Hannah Kimura. Um, and, you know, obviously they would. So you, you're going to want to remember someone the right way. But. Um, every story that we've heard um, from just every fan that interacted with her, all the wrestlers, the backstage stuff just seemed like the nicest, most genuine person and just extremely talented in the ring as well. So a, a 
very bright future just cut short um, all because people just wanted to be assholes online for whatever reason. And it, it just, I don't know that it ever will stop, but I really wish it would. Yeah, you know, and that that's the unfortunate thing is is you know, and and you know, as of you know Monday, you know, a couple of days later, um, and I and I I didn't have this like on on the actual like topic list, but I, I think it all kind of ties together, and 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 I don't know if everybody like in our audience is aware of like the JD from New York, this uh, this YouTuber wrestling podcast. I mean, he's he's got a a pretty large following. Um, there was a, there was a clip posted, um, you know, some comments he made about Alexa bliss and somebody, I guess had, had taken a clip from one of his shows, um, and, and sent it to Alexa and she actually addressed it. And it, and it obviously once, once you, once you get on that level, it, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more eyes that get on it that, that aren't necessarily going to see it before when it's just a, a, and, and not to discredit anybody because we are. A, a show that is, you know, wrestling fans talking about wrestling every week. Um, but it's when it, we're not on the level of it, like the, the the top of the business. So when it gets to that level, more eyes get on it, and uh, you know, and and it, you know, it, it became a a huge story because Alexa addressed it, and then m- multiple people within the WWE and other top companies uh, starting addressing it, and then. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of, it kind of snowballed and, um, you know, he was receiving, you know, death threats and things like that from wrestling fans. And it's like, you know, what he said was horrible and, and there's, there's no justifying what he said and, and, and what he said about Alexa bliss. And, but in the same time th- there's, there's also a responsibility, um, where, where you can, you can call somebody out for being wrong. But there's also a line that that you can't cross because if you if you go across that line, if you begin attacking, threatening, etc., then you you've gone down to that level. So you know, I, I think I think a, a great lesson to come from the the tragedy of Hanakamura and the lessons that can be learned from a situation like JD from New York is. Just be better with words. Like, you know, you can't you can't stop everybody from having a thought. Um, you can't stop everybody from even saying something that that they shouldn't say. But if you just in, instead of being the first person to, to to get a response out, acting on your first instinct, if you just wait, maybe maybe let it breathe for a minute, and then. You know, if you if you go back to it, then then may, you know maybe you'll calm down. You know, you can you can address something, but maybe in a different way. And I think that that can be a lesson that's learned this week is is just all of us, everybody, can be better and just just be better, just be better. Yeah, I'm gonna touch on the JD thing. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't want to by any you know means justify what what he said. Um, do I believe what he said this time was was stretching his like comedic license a, a little bit? I think he was trying to make a joke um, that just didn't land. Mm-hmm. But when you have a history um, and you've repeatedly done things like this over and over and pushed the envelope, um, you know, and, and and 
kind of hid under the, well, it's just comedic license. I can make a joke about this because it's just a joke. When you go to that well too many times, you finally got caught. Um, you know, and I know we've taken, you know, cheap shots at things like that and, 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 you know, never, you know, overly sexualized or talked about an individual's, you know, sex life or performance or anything like that. That is a line that we would never cross. But, um, you know, there's, there's a big difference between making a joke and repeatedly like beating a horse, being a bad person and finally getting called out on a main level. Um, we've disagreed with this JD guy for how long we've been blocked from this. I would say he, he, he blocked us. It has to be at least five or six months now. You know, we've, we called him out on bullshit and got blocked immediately. That's how he deals with people that, that push back. So he finally got dealt with, um, on, on a level that he couldn't just block somebody on. So, you know, there's a difference between making a joke, um, and then downright bullying. And, and what, what we had saw from JD was, was the latter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, and and JD kind of revels in in that type of exposure that he gets. I know that's kind of always been his thing, and that's you know that's what some people do. That's not really the style of our show or a lot of the shows that we work with. Um, but you know, it some people are just focused on the numbers and to each their own. But um, you know, it, certainly not warranting death threats or anything like that. So I, I can't condone that. But at the same time, JD kind of enjoyed that too and, and really kind of played the victim card as hard as he possibly could so uh just that whole situation was just unnecessary and and kind of just an absolute joke um but again you know to go to the extreme of death threats is is obviously makes you know better than jd yeah i i think when it when it first started blowing up i think uh bill neville from the from the new age insiders who is is on our intro um you know, he I think he hit the nail on the head. He tweeted something along the lines of like, this is how you've treated people uh, for years on, on in this platform. And now you're getting it back. Obviously, you know, that was, I think, before started receiving death threats and things like that, um, which, again, never OK. Like, um, but when, when people call you out on your crap like th- that, that's kind of something different. That's something that, uh, you know, J- J.D. has done. And, and yeah, he. He, he's one of those people that if you disagree with him, it, it's a very quick on the block button. Um, you know, so he, quicker, he quicker than you, big Jim, quicker, than, actually quicker than me, which is surprising. Uh, char- char- as JBL. Uh, Ooh, that's that. That's a pretty, that's a tough one. Uh, like Charlie oh, says here, tough. Charlie says here, he says from JD uh, to Mel- Meltzer and anyone in between really need to check themselves. He wouldn't say it to her face. Uh, if he did, he'd get popped in the mouth. Exactly. Like, it's 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 the notion of the uh, like the keyboard warrior is, is you know even if you're not necessarily anonymous because obviously his his face is out there I, you know I don't know if you know JD or whatever the JD stands for um, you know his his name or his persona is out there so um, he's not totally anonymous but he's he's sitting in his house he's sitting in his uh, you know YouTube studio or whatever he wants to call it so. You know, he he does have a degree of anon- anonymity there. Um, Ryan, I just noticed uh, that we both have Brie Mode shirts uh, hanging up behind us this week. It's a good day. It's it is a good day. day. better with the two bellows. What's on tap this week, Jim? Uh, I'm, I'm finishing off the, the pumpkin nails, the last two of my dogfish head pumpkin nails. And then, um, and I'm finishing off a tasty bottle of Deer Park. And then I, I, I brought down one Kurz Light uh, just for uh, good measure. If I get through the two bottles, what do you got this Kurs week, Light. Matt? 
Uh, so first first drink I flashed up was the the Jenny said uh, from Single Cut, pretty solid, uh, and now a, a standard high alive from Cigar City down in Florida. So two very good IPAs if you enjoy IPAs. High alive, isn't that that game? With like the the curved uh, like the like the curved th- thrower, I don't know what the the term is. I'll tell you if if Highline came on ESPN tomorrow, they'd have a new avid fame. Dude, no shit. <laughs> my my first uh my first memory of Highline was Jackass when they yeah. were when they were flinging the fruit and stuff at I think it was like Knoxville and Stevo, um and immediately I was like I don't know what this sport is, but I would watch it. If you see my name flashing up, it says Matt Tier Two Ryan Tier Three. That's because my mic works. <laughs> so, so maybe by next week, Ryan will be on Tier Two with me. Jim's obviously still at the top. As well, I, I mean, obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Charlie. I'm not talk about bullying, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your ass, uh, Charlie. I'm more not- of it. <laughs> Fathead, uh, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. I am. Uh, I am not supporting the returning Caps. Big news uh, this week in the sports world: the NHL has mapped out their uh, return to play. Uh, it, it was a report uh, this afternoon that the earliest that camps would begin uh, would be July 10th. Uh, so uh, I have a little bit of time to bust out the old red, white, and blue. But uh, fingers crossed that uh, all of this. Uh, craziness with the uh, with the pandemic will begin to uh, calm down, and we'll soon be able to get back to something. Is it even worth it? Like I know they're kicking around that with the NBA too, and, and for me, like if we're not even starting like warm ups and camps till July and finishing the season in September, I mean, I, I might as well rather just wait until October to start the seasons again. Yeah, it, I mean it's a tough call. Like I mean I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of not of not having a, a year where the 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 championship isn't determined. Um the the Stanley Cup like even on on seasons that are lost, they have like a block for for the names cuz like there's a block for the for the lockout season in the early 2000s. Um the, the way I look at it is if they can do it safely um and and not like take resources from like other states and things like that, uh, I'm all for it. But you know, and and again, with with a, a month and a half approximately until it would resume, there's there's obviously still a possibility that this doesn't even happen. Uh, so, you know, it, I think if at this point, if there's any any sort of a speed bump, it's probably just going to be canceled. Um, and 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 baseball don't look good right now. Uh, so the, the next, the next like team sports we might have would be probably football, uh, at this point, but, but golf is back next weekend. NASCAR has been back. So, uh, I've actually been watching NASCAR, which is pretty wild. Uh, cause that's like never been my thing, but, uh, you know what? It, it's a live sports, uh, and, and it's, it's given me something to, uh, to watch outside of like wrestling and HGTV. So. NASCAR is a blast to go to live. If you ever get a chance to to catch a race live, go down and you know get get beard up, get coked, get coked, yeah, cooked in the fucking sun. <laughs> and uh, depends what race you go to if you got the coke or not. But uh, you know, score yourself. I don't know. They used to they used to give out like free packs of cigarettes and shit. I don't know if they do that anymore. They used to give out free, free coke. coke. <laughs> get some free coke and uh... oh. <laughs> 
a little bit of the drink, drink some of the bubbly. They got corn dogs in every bubbly. food stand. So it's great. Corn dogs galore. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine. What was that, Matt? Pie! Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure they have pie. Do they ever have food fights? But I know they. I know I, if there's one thing I know about NASCAR, it's probably it's a similar to a degree uh, demographic to wrestling. So I know there's plenty of uh, merchandising, merchandising. You know, there's plenty of that. I'm sure. Um, yeah, Devin. Uh, uh, Devin says, "I uh, hope hope you guys have a good week. I hope you have a, a good week, Devin. Um, you know, and and everybody that's uh, joining in, give us a share." We'd appreciate that. All right, we're going to go back. We're going to talk about Double or Nothing this past weekend. Uh, of course, AEW's pay-per-view originally was supposed to be in Las Vegas, uh, but now uh, was in was in the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and Tony Khan and, the, and AEW, of course, Daly's Place, um, Saturday night. Uh, overall, I thought, I thought the show was really good. Uh, I, I didn't start watching, I think, until the Cody match, I believe. Until I finally got logged in, I know you guys uh, were able to catch the whole thing. Um, but let's talk about the casino ladder match because uh, obviously uh, there was a, a mystery uh, opponent that was uh, that was going to join the fracas, and that mystery opponent turned out to be Brian Cage. Drew Gulak. Ooh, no, no, oh. no. Whoops. <laughs> Turned out to be Brian Cage, and uh, Big Man just dominated that whole thing, didn't he? Um, interesting little, uh, interesting twist. Uh, having Taz like as his Paul Heyman, for lack of a better uh, description. Um, but what are your thoughts on Brian Cage walking in and uh, basically getting a title shot, guaranteed title shot, uh, on his first night in? Absolutely zero problem with it, Jim. What is it? What is that supposed to mean? The guy won a match with eight other competitors. He climbed the ladder. He grabbed the chip. It is no different. Um, it, it, was, it was a great surprise. Um, I don't think it was a given that your secret surprise person was going to win until you saw that it was Brian Cage. Um and something, something, uh, make a Smashing Pumpkins joke here. <laughs> uh, Matt, your thoughts on Brian Cage walking in and uh, winning the, the whole thing? Um, I gotta say it like that. Well, he won the whole thing. What do you want me to say? He won, he won the casino chip. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> what? Why are you saying it like that? What? what? Saying it like what? Yeah, I mean, Let's talk about your surprise at Brian Cage showing up at Double or Nothing. And winning the casino ladder match. On his first night ever in the company. All factual statements. Matt, if you would if Ryan would stop interrupting you. I mean, I, I think my question then would be, I mean, it's not like this is just exclusive to AEW. It's happened in WWE before. So uh I mean, hell, Sting lost his first match in WWE and then was put in the title match right with Seth don't Rollins. bring that up no nope, don't bring that up Matt <laughs> so, I can't really say there's much of an issue with it that wouldn't have been my first choice to win that um but I don't have an, a necessary issue it's a big name 
Uh, it makes sense. I mean, Brody Lee was inserted right into the title picture too. So, oh yeah, I mean, I have thoughts about that as well. Like, here's the thing: Brian Cage. Obviously, you look at the guy; he is, and especially in that sort of a match, um, when I mean, your your only other guy, physically speaking, that that matches Brian Cage would be Luchasaurus. Um, and Dinosaur got thrown the fuck around that ring too. Um, but so when you're, when you're in there with guys that are, are barely taller than the second rope, it is absolutely really believable that Brian Cage can walk in and win on opening night. But like, so I don't have a problem. I like this is a, a burial to the level of Shayna Baszler to Elimination Chamber. It's not like he didn't take bumps or anything. He, no, no, no. He look under the big chip for a while. Look, look, look. I'm I'm having a little bit of fun. Like the the only the only like issue, so to speak, that I have with with Brian Cage walking in and getting the title shot, and even even to a to an extent, Brody Lee getting a a title shot. Pretty damn quick from when he walks in to AEW is is from their onset. This was the company that told us like that sort of thing probably wasn't going to happen. Like wins and losses matter, and we have a standings board. And you know if if you know if you don't have you know a winning record, then you're going to fall down the standing boards. And we're going to you know that's how we determine things. Like that that was that was been my gripe with them. F- to a degree, and and again, I'm not being overly critical. I'm saying this with a little bit of tongue in cheek because is Brian Cage a WWE guy at all? Ever? He's not. I'll say I don't. I don't think he is. Now I understand, Jim. Okay. <laughs> but he is the only person in that match with a former WWE guy. Well, that's true. That is true. Um, but like, it, it goes down to the tag team thing because you know I, I've I've harped on like the tag team rules. Which again, and especially right now, and, and I've said this about WWE things, and I and I am being a little bit tongue in cheek and having a little bit of fun uh, with this is, uh, but like the tag team thing, you know, you told us there's going to be all these rules, and then they don't matter anyway. So, like, that was my only. Uh, Lou brings up a good point. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Lou a ding if I can find the damn ding. Um, he says Brian Cage is undefeated, so he's not wrong there. You got me, Lou. You got me, Lou, you son of a bitch. Well done. Cheers to you. But uh no, like in terms of in terms of I mean it's gonna get eyes on the product. I, I mean like last night, Dynamite has had its highest rating in ten weeks. NXT on the other side had its highest rating in fourteen weeks. Like the the ratings were, you know, eight hundred something and seven hundred something. So like whatever whatever both companies were doing this week, it worked. Um and and, and you know I, Brian Cage versus Moxley at Fighter Fest, whenever it's going to be, wherever it's going to be, um, should be a fantastic match. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, there's a little part of me that's like, man, like it just it, it's like hot shot after hot shot. They did it with uh, Chris Statlander when she came in and w- was supposed to get the title shot uh, for the women's title right away, and it, it like to me. And I've I've thought this for a while. Like AEW should just not have the wins and losses in the standings board. That that would that would to me make any anybody who truly has issues with this because I I did see some people that were like that took it a little bit too seriously. Um, that that th- that would eliminate that situation if you just did away with like wins and losses matter. Because guess what? It's wrestling. Like let's not pretend 
it isn't what it is. That that, that that's my only thought on that. The 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 match I went Darby Allen, that guy is fucking crazy, by the like that guy is freaking nuts. I, I don't I, I still don't know if I truly get Darby Allen, but like he's starting to grow on me a little bit. Like, I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's nuts. He's married to Priscilla Kelly. Well, well ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was a good yeah, way. To... No, I don't think he did a really bad job burying this match of all <laughs> non WWE guys. We only took about ten minutes to do it. There was not a single <laughs> WWE guy in this match, so not bad. Uh, Col- not bad. Uh, Colt Cabana. Cole Cabana was a WWE guy. Get the fuck out of here with Scott Colton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're right. This didn't have any. uh, Two straight matches didn't have any WWE guys. It's crazy. Um, I didn't see MJF versus Jungle Boy. I've heard decent things. Um, Match of the night. Really? Fantastic match on my top five list. No shit. Okay, so here's a here's a real life question. We haven't had much great wrestling, Matt. Don't give me that fucking look. It's early. It's It's on my top five. I enjoyed the match thoroughly. Top five is a stretch, but there is actually there's two matches from this show that are on my um, on my top list. There's two matches from this show that are on my top. I I feel like, and we may have to break up the top list for this year and do like top five cinematic matches and top five regular matches <laughs> because I'm already going to tell you um, there's four cinematic matches out of four that have happened that are on my top list for the year. So we may need to uh, discuss that uh, as we as the towards the end of the year. Um, but do we know if, if if when you order a show on BR Live? If you can go back and watch the replay at any time, believe so. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I may have to uh, I may have to do that just to watch that uh, MJF match. Yeah, I think if you purchase it, it's like in your library on Beach Road. Okay, Beecher. well that is that I is didn't good. Know to that. know that's good to know. That is, yeah, I'll, I I'll, think I because I definitely didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom in one sitting. I think I like went. Who back does? A few days <laughs> later, and it was still like there for me to watch. So. Okay. Good, good. That's good to know. Uh, if you're following along with us in the live video, give it a share. Get as many people in here as possible. We'd appreciate that. Um, TNT title match. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, Cody getting the title, I, I have absolutely no issue with. Uh, the belt itself, uh, I, I was very uh, lukewarm on the design, but they they stressed uh, from the onset of that match that the title is not complete. Um, that due to the shutdowns and the pandemic that the maker of the belt was not able to finish the gold plating. So I will hold out my, uh, my, uh, my final judgment on the title until it is completed. But, uh, that TNT logo is awful big. I will say that it is, it is awful big in the middle there. Um, but again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how they finish that up. Um, let's see here. What is, in your opinion, the worst-looking belt? Currently or all time? I mean, let's go, like, main main companies, like Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE, WCW, even. Again, cur- currently or all time? All time. Uh, Divas title. <laughs> okay. Divas title's the worst. The worst currently, to me, is, is probably the U.S. title. I have, I, have ne- I have never liked this version of the U.S. title. Um, I always loved the WCW one and, and this one is just, it's never, it's never looked great. Um, 
What do you got? What is your guys' worst title? Um, it's it's clearly the twenty four seven championship. It is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in the history of ever. The old hardcore title looks better than the twenty four seven championship. I was actually a fan of the of the old hardcore title. I do hate the twenty four seven championship. I don't like the white of the IC title. That always just kind of oh, okay it for me. I always hated the tag team champs when they were like the pennies. Oh, hated awful. those. I mean, there have been some bad belts, but this TNT one is up there. Like the those those like those penny tag team titles are so bad that the, there was one point, like after they were done, after they were switched to the the Raw and SmackDown, um, the, the not the commemorative, the plastic ones, the regular full size with metal plates of those were were on the shop. It was like a huge clearance thing, and they were like seventy nine bucks, and I didn't pull the trigger. I'm like, these things are horrible. Like. I, I don't I mean, want that in my collection. Seventy nine is too much for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you like, get two of them for seventy nine dollars? Because even then, like, yeah, yeah, even then, that's a put. Like, I wouldn't even want to like put that on you guys. Like, you know, here I bought one of these. Um, like, here's the. I I don't think the twenty four seven title looks great, but in the same time, like, I don't think it's really meant to look great. Like, you know, what I mean, it, it is, it, in a way, kind of like a throwaway title, like the U.S. title. The Divas title, those were never like throwaway belt. Like, you know, what I mean, a twenty four seven title, is something that in you know is it, it can be won and lost at any time. It, it's it's like it's it's gonna get dinged up, whatever. So why put a lot of money into it? Like, is the way I've kind of looked at it. But like the Divas title, that's your women's title. Your U.S. title, that's like your you know at one point when the the Intercontinental title went away, that was your mid card title, and it just it, it just looked bad. That's fair. Um, I I hate the reboot of of the IC title. I think it's trash. Then I will remove my vote from the twenty four seven and say yeah, I'm not. I wasn't saying that to IC remove your. Title. It's 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 absolute garbage. I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but it, it it's not as good as the classic one. I, I will agree. If I had to purchase the United States Championship today, as is, or the IC title, I'm buying the U.S. Championship. Yeah, I'm definitely buying that new Intercontinental title over the uh, over the U.S. title. The white strap is just well. No, that doesn't have the white. Remember, they have a new one. Oh, I, I took Frank on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this incarnation of the Intercontinental title is going to go down with like the Rock Rocky Maivia incarnation of the uh, the Big Oval. I feel like it's it's going to be around for a little while. They're going to go back to a classic design, and we're going to try and forget that it ever happened. I hope so. <laughs> Nobody can hold it. Exactly. It just keeps going away. Um, a- AEW World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, Moxley retains over Brody Lee uh, by technical submission. Uh, I loved this match. I absolutely loved this match. Uh, it's one of the two that is now on my top matches of the year. Um, I, I love like it was. It was. It was physical. They went at it, and, and yeah, I just I absolutely absolutely loved this match. You you skipped over your girl Chris Statlander. What? I mu- yeah, I must have missed that. Must have missed that match. It was so fast. Same. It was a great match. It's a good match, Jim. And then that that barn burner with Sean Spears and Dustin Rhodes. That was that was trash. <laughs> what a bad match. <laughs> like uh, here's the deal. I don't want to. I sound like we're praising AEW too much here. That match was shit. It was awful. 
uh, the the like the underwear spot was corny and and dumb. Like here's like again if, if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me, and and it's fine that they're not like they they are sports entertainment. We've 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 touched on that numerous times on this show, but like they were supposed to be like the new like the alternative wrestling brand, and they're they're not they're sports entertainment they're fine they, they're doing it very well they are absolutely doing it very well they, they and they did a lot of things over the past seven days that have really set them up for for i think some possibly major success and getting a lot of eyes on their product but yeah it that that match was brutal brutal yeah, that was really brutal are you going to circle back to the women's championship because i feel like that was the best women's match AEW's had since there yes we can um, yeah let, well let's touch on that right yeah, now i don't yeah. want I, I i don't want to skip that one yeah yeah no let's hit on that let's hit on that now well yeah let's finish talking about the world title and then we'll get go back to the women's um all right but, but yeah. yeah i thought it was a great match i love the uh the technical submission aspect of it uh Rudy Lee does fall to five and one in the rankings um moxley's still undefeated uh, I thought it was a fantastic match. Well, well done. I heart, or I, I, I greater than sign Moxley over, over Dean Ambrose for sure. Uh, I'll co-sign that. I'll co-sign that. It's the greater than sign, though, not the heart. I heart him, too. I don't care. I heart him, too. I, I, I'd say, I would I say heart I, I heart Moxley. John Moxley. I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign that. I'll say that. It's 2020. I can say that. Yeah, I heart John Moxley. Okay. I heart you too, Matt. I, I, I appreciate that. I co-sign that as yeah. well. It's mutual. A lot of love in this room. Um, or on this Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Hold on. Got to get the mouse over there. Um, no, I thought that was a fantastic match. Um, I have said again and again and again, I will not stop saying Brody Lee, one of the best technical wrestlers in wrestling. Um, he showed that off in that match. The finish was fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I nothing bad to say about that at all from start to finish. I was just fully hooked. I am also, I will heart and greater than sign John Moxley over Dean Ambrose. Um, I mean, I was never really big into Dean. I think he was always my least favorite of the shield. Um, yeah, Dean Ambrose, much like uh, Mabel, was the third was definitely the third man. Right. And so, I mean, him being in the title picture in WWE never made sense to me, but I mean, he, he wears that crown well with AEW. Um, I think it's just a whole different attitude. Um, and it's, it's refreshing to see because, you know, we, if you've seen his indie stuff, Ryan, I know you, you did with his best of from CZW, uh, the company that shall not be named. Um, it was, it was kind of refreshing to see him like he's going back to his roots, not to that extreme, but still enjoying wrestling. It looks like again, whereas in WWE, he just kind of looked like he was there. Um, but now he looks like he's passionate again. And it's paying off in the ring big time, obviously because he has the belt, but I mean, he's putting on great matches every single time. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, yeah. Let's go back to the, uh, it was the no DQ, no count out for the AEW women's world title. Uh, Sheeta defeating Nyla Rose, and I, I, to me that that was a huge shock. I, I did not see uh, this title uh, moving, um, but yeah, one hundred percent, Ryan. This this without a doubt was the best uh, women's match that that AEW has has had so far. Uh, this match was uh, was was really really good, 
And, you know, I think part of it had to do with the fact that it was no DQ and no count out. You were able to, uh, you know, and, and I'm, that's not saying that, that either of these women or any of the women in AEW, um, aren't talented inside the ropes and inside the confines of a standard professional wrestling match. However, you, you know, the, with the story that was told leading up to this and the match itself, uh, you know, having having this match, no DQ, no count out, was absolutely, uh, you know, I, I think the right call and, and they were able to pull it off really well. Ryan, you, yeah. you okay? <laughs> I didn't know if you froze there for a second. Yeah, no. Why would I have done that? I don't know. Apparently it's the it's the mute option that's the problem. Mm. Uh, yeah, dude. I think it's it's AEW's greatest uh, women's match so far. Um, I love I love the the hardcore aspect to it. Um, you have somebody like you know Nyla Rose that that can take some of these shots as well. Sheeta, I think um, it was her best outing as well. So yeah, all around really really good. Uh, women's championship match the best one they've had so far for sure yeah definitely um not the outcome that i was expecting um so i i did appreciate that finish and i mean it, it was solid i i didn't know what to expect kind of going in based on what we saw like with the injury to Britt baker i think uh that kind of through a wrench and everything. I don't know if that necessarily changes the outcome if she doesn't get injured, but um, either way, I mean, it's, it's still a, a great finish. They have a lot that they can do with that women's division. Now we're starting to see what they can do. I know we've all kind of been critical of the women's division with AEW because they do have a lot of talent there. They're not necessarily doing much with it, but now I think they have the ability to, extend those storylines make great feuds i think we'll see a lot more of that so i'm excited to see what AEW does now with that momentum that that they can carry in and and uh, i'm i'm also glad that jim didn't make any um or take any jabs at, at nyla rose whoa whoa i i resent that sir uh devin is not happy that nyla did not uh did not win um yeah i mean i i was i was very I was very surprised. I like your uh, new name there, Matt. That's uh, that's really good. Um, I have no idea how long how long ago you switched that. I just noticed it. Um, but yeah, so if you're not watching on the video, you know, first off, shame on you. Um, but uh, why? Does that you... mean I'm tier two now? Am I tier two? No, no, no. I, I don't think. I don't Damn think. It. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Um, I thought I thought I bumped up there. Yeah, you did not. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I don't. Uh, I don't know why. Why you would say that I would do that? Uh, just doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyway, um, the uh, the show closed with uh, what was a uh, pre pre shot cinematic match that has kind of been the uh, norm when it comes to to wrestling pay per views in uh, the empty building era of professional wrestling. And uh, this one, much like the ones before it, did not disappoint. Uh, this was AEW's first go at it, and um, I, 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 you know, they used all of the resources they had in a NFL football stadium. And uh, you know, between you know uh, Adam Page on the horse running down Sammy Guevara, you'd had the you had the golf cart again. Uh, you had Hangman Page and uh, Jake Hager 
just in a bar, not giving two shits about the match, just toasting each other. Um, you know, you had the pool uh, the, with with the water from the Lake of Reincarnation. Um, you know, every version of Matt Hardy represented. Um, just you know, beginning to, and then of course the uh, you know the 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 move to finish it off uh, just was was they 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 hit they hit it out of the park. They absolutely hit it out of the park. This match was really really good. Thirty four minutes long did not feel like thirty four minutes. At no point did I feel like, oh my god, like this this is just wearing on and on. Like no, it was none of that. I, I think I think that you know this was an A plus uh, effort by AEW. Yeah, this one was uh, a real, real special match. This one was um, – there, there's going to have to come a time where we hit the cinematic match reset button and we start seeing some stuff rehashed. This was totally different than Boneyard, totally different than Firefly Funhouse, completely different than the race to the top of, uh, of uh, McMahon Mansion or whatever we call it. Um, <laughs> I love everything about this match. I thought it was so good. The athleticism of the Bucks. Um you know, doing the hundred yards of moves. Uh, I, I love the pool spot <laughs> to see like version one Matt Hardy come out and then team extreme Matt Hardy come out um, while going in as the broken character. I thought it was brilliant. Um, we actually saw that. I kind of called back. Yeah. Last night on AEW last night. I think we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, man, what a fun match to watch. 34 minutes went by very fast. Sure did. Uh, there was no point where I was like, man, this match is just dragging on. Um, because they were able to tell everybody's different story throughout the the, the football stadium, um, you know, separately. Boy, they kind of wrecked that one bar a bit. Yeah, well, they put it this way: there's what three months until the NFL season. Questionable still whether or not there'll be fans in attendance. So you got you got some you got some time. Hell, maybe they were looking at redoing that before this season anyway. So that was part of the uh, the demo on it. <laughs> To me, um, easily matched the night. Um, yeah, it just it felt like they just took everything that we wanted Money of the Bank to be, and they just did it better, in my opinion. Um, I mean, the bar scene itself just—I popped for that one for sure. Uh, the in the pool, just fantastic. The finish I thought was great. Um, a lot of good spots for like wrestling fans too. So it wasn't just all pure, like cinematic production level. They, they, they kind of put like a nice little bow on the night with everything that they did with that. So um, just hats off to, to everyone involved in that. Cause I mean, it, it took a lot of like definitely a lot of choreography to get everything that they wanted to do into that match. Um, I mean, it was just spot after spot after spot, and it just it wasn't boring. Uh, like you said, it didn't drag. It just it all felt to just flow, and I just wanted more of it when it was done. Like the finish, my only issue was just that Whoa. I did not want that to be done. I wanted to see more of that match, so I I would like to to see that again someday. Um, even if like we get live wrestling back. I mean, I don't know that they can do a stadium stampede with a live crowd, but if they can get something close to that, it would be hats off to whoever. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, that's something that that companies are going to have to decide. Uh, you know, when fans can finally 
once again be at shows. Like I, I don't think we're going to see a cinematic match every month when when fans return. But like, you know, if if you give me, you know, what WWE Fast Lane, and you know, you give me a, a two hour in building show, maybe you set your price point on tickets a little bit lower for Fast Lane. And, uh, you know, so that, that, you know, you're not, you're not shorting the the fans that do buy tickets, but you give us a two hour pay-per-view in-house and then you give us a cinematic match. Like, I I, I think there's a place for these type of things. Even once we get back to, to live crowd wrestling, um, it shouldn't be abused and it shouldn't be every month, but I think there's definitely a place for it. Um, like at Fastlane. Like, yeah, like at Fastlane. Um. Now let's uh, let's because Devin says he liked this match a, a little bit more than Money in the Bank. I would agree with that statement. Like sitting here right now, there's been four cinematic matches: Boneyard, Funhouse, Money in the Bank, and this. Like, how would you rank yours? For me, Boneyard, Funhouse, this, and 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 it's real close between the Firefly Funhouse and this one. And then, like, Money in the Bank goes goes well behind. And I enjoyed Money in the Bank, but I, I do agree that at points uh, it missed. Now, it did give us things like... Oh, yes. But, like, I, I do think it missed at times. Um, so, you know, I, I, I will I will agree with that. So, yeah, mine is uh, is, is Boneyard, Funhouse, this, and, and Money in the Bank. Yeah, Jim, you're going to... Um, Boneyard, number one. This is right behind the Boneyard, though. I thought this was was really, really good. Um, and then further off in the distance would be... Oh, hi, Mark. ...and the Stampede. <laughs> Sorry, I was just being a dick. Um, <laughs> how'd you rank yours? Um, Boneyard's number one for me as well. The only reason, and I love, absolutely love the Firefly Funhouse. Um, so it, it pains me to put that third. Just for the wrestling aspect, I'm putting the stadium stampede above it because we got so much more wrestling in that than we did in Firefly Finals. I loved everything about that, though. Uh, and then Money in the Bank is a very distant fourth for me. I, I think for me, the reason that, the reason I put the Funhouse above slightly above this one is because like there was still I'm, such there was still such a no. what's that? I don't know how you didn't. Oh, I marked yourself. When you put Firefly Funhouse above. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> um, but, like, the reason, one of the reasons I did it, too, is because they, like, there was still part of me that had this fear that they were going to big match John in the Firefly Funhouse and that, that you know, that, that Bray Wyatt was going to lose. So, like, the fact that they didn't do that gives it, gives it that little bit of an edge oh, hi, Mark. That, uh, that I needed. We didn't really talk about, it, but hats off to the to the coaches challenge angle yeah. of that. Um, I mean that that was just <laughs> absolutely like Jericho going into the booth <laughs> as well. Just that that whole part was was. Ah. Yeah, I mean, well, the, was, there was another flag. What was the other? Oh, uh, Rick Knox. Yeah, Rick for Knox. For celebration, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Um, you know, that, and it was, uh, you know, like the entrances, they had like the NFL entrances, they had team uniforms, like yeah, it just from, from top to bottom, this thing was executed so well. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see if there was any details about like the, the length of the shoot, 
um, or, or or anything like that, uh, like that came out after the 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 Boneyard match because we know the Boneyard match was like an eight hour film shoot with like five cameras and all of that stuff. So like, um, I, I didn't see that uh, from this. Mark, turn your camera on. Um, oh hi, Mark. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this, they executed this really, really well. Devin, uh, says his Boneyard, Funhouse, Stadium, and, and Money in the Bank. Mark, how we do, what is, look at that hat. Is that a, uh, Saturday's Market pickup? Uh, Actually, yes, it is. It is a Saturday's Market pickup. R.I.P. Saturday's Market. They're turning that into, like, apartments or something, aren't they? Um... Something actually, I think a warehouse is going in. Okay, part of it, and there's apartments behind it. But right now, Amazon's using it for all their uh, all their vans. Oh no, shit! How about I that? It's, it's crazy. There's probably a hundred or more of them over there. No kidding. R.I.P. to Harambe as well. Now, the oh my god! I heard that. Uh, I heard that Harambe was trying to warn us about the coronavirus. And uh, and and the Illuminati got him. I believe that was the uh, the, the the truth came out about that. So, uh, Ryan can't. We got to move on. We got to move on from that. Ryan can't uh, can't handle that one. He's getting emotional. It's, he is definitely getting emotional. All right, let's uh, let's great. Mark, did you see Double or Nothing? I I don't know if we had discussed that over the weekend. No, I didn't. I I saw the results of it, but I really would like to see it. Does anybody have a link? Uh, yeah, we can, we can probably hook you up. Um, all right. Uh, Charlie says that he says he may get hate for this, but after Shad, they shouldn't have put Mar- the Mar- Matt Hardy pool segment in them. Um, I, I disagree. I mean, I, I he shouldn't have said you're going to drown the guy. Uh, they, they can do it without saying that, drowning and that's where they screwed up. That, that probably couldn't have been, but I, I don't, um, I, I, I don't. I didn't, I didn't watch that. I didn't see that segment of the match and, and, and make that connection. Um, and, and, uh, so, so I don't, I don't necessarily think, uh, it, it was in bad taste, but yeah, I think they could have probably, you're right, Ryan, probably done without the, the drowning thing. Charlie does say, and again, this is, you can check the comments on the video. This is not me saying it. Uh, if the E did that, they would get crucified. Pro- you did Charlie to say that. <laughs> you can't prove that and delete message. Um, let's, uh, Matt. And Ryan and and I let's give a grade on Double or Nothing. Uh, I, I will give this thing. I'll give I'll give it a solid A. I thought the show overall was really really good. I, again, I didn't even I didn't even see yet the um, the ladder match or the uh, the MJF and Jungle Boy match, and, and I'm giving it an A. I thought it was really really good. A uh, couple of couple of stinkers in there, uh, but overall, really really a good effort put forth by AEW. Yeah, I'll. Uh... I agree with the effort. I think you just grade on a higher curve than I do typically. Um, I want, you know, like perfection from, from an A, A plus show. So I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with a B. I feel like it was a solid B show. There's nothing to be ashamed of with, with a show like that. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and, and for that, they would, they would get a B. Yeah. My, my initial thought was B as well. Um, but with Jim Green, I shoot. Um, I'll still stick with they were you know duds for me um but I think they had some really solid in there uh it wouldn't be perfection but, uh, you know what plus 
and 88. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's move on to the uh, the old three count question of the week. The three count question of the week. Uh, Devin gives the show a B. Devin gives the show a B. Ooh, what is that? Chewy IPA? Is that like Chewbacca, Matt? It is. Very nice. Very nice. Um, let's move on here to three count question of the week. We put it out to our uh, social media base. Uh, who is the best wrestler to never win the WWE or WWF championship uh, title? Um, I have mine right off the bat, uh, and I'm going to go with the man that I used the picture in the uh, this episode's pi- uh, main picture, and that is Owen Hart. Uh, he had he had won it uh, at a uh, at a house show, I believe, one time, but it was never uh, officially on the record, or it was a taping. And then I guess there was a a referee bump. I think was the uh, was the was the spot, and then the, the the match got thrown out. So Owen Hart never officially a uh, world champion in the WWE. But like, I mean, <clears throat> I, I have I've I've said for a long time, regardless of Bret Hart being my all time favorite wrestler, that that if Owen Hart uh, gets to finish his career, and I think Jericho hits the nail on the head um, in the Dark Side episode when he when he says that you know if you look at the guys that came into the WWE not long after Owen Hart's death, um, you know Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, those guys like the the career resurgence that that Owen Hart could have had and and to to finish off his career, um, I mean would have just been absolutely uh, absolutely incredible. So. Um, for me, this, the answer to this question will probably always and forever be Owen Hart. Uh, Matt, let's go to you. Thunder, since I know that he made a whole ass list for this. Um, so there's basically a few, um, as a big mark, I'm always going to say Rick rude, not winning the title is kind of, uh, a short sight as a fan of technical wrestling. Um, but for me, all go with Rowdy Roddy Piper as best wrestler to not win. All right, Rowdy Roddy Piper for Matt Ryan. What what say you? Uh, I'm gonna stay roughly, I guess, near the the time frame with uh, with Matt. And I'm gonna go with uh, with Jake the Snake Roberts, say a character I thought um, was such a was such a devious character and and had the potential to really really be something special and uh, just never never got there. Um, I don't know whether it was just not in the cards, his demons started to show, whatever it was, but uh, Jake Jake the Snake Roberts would be my pick. And uh, intern Mark, who do you got? Well. Um... Going back to Jake the Snake Roberts, I actually I think it was on his DVD where he said they started to put him with a program with Hogan, and he gave Hogan a DDT, and the fans started chanting DDT instead of booing him, and that put the <laughs> uh, the kibosh on uh, him having a world title match, which is interesting. So is that is that your uh, is that your answer, Jake the Snake? You know what I well I was originally going to say Roddy Piper, but. Uh, Jake the Snake's taken, so I'll go with Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. I think another, he had a great run. Another good one. Uh, Devin says here, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Mr. Perfect, or Owen Hart. Um, 
Charlie says, "Hey, the intern showed up." Uh, hey, yes, I'm he a did. Late. Ryan, it was a uh, was million dollar man on your list. Yeah, you want me to go through a list real quick because I, I prepared a list. Well, I, w- I want to get to one in, in, in case you you had it on there, but uh, the boar, our our friend, the boar, boar is war. Uh, he says, "Don't know about full time wrestler, but uh, he says for him the best entertainer." To never win the WWF champion. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. The uh, the boar has Shane McMahon as uh, as as his best entertainer, sports entertainer or slash character to never win. He says Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah good call with that. <laughs> right, right. Let's hit some names off of your list here. I can't argue with that. I mean, I, I mean, can't. height of height of his powers. Shane McMahon was over big time, and by height of his powers, I mean like just the other year, he was the best in the world. He's Vince's son. Like, how did that never just get given to him? Right. That's I mean, Vince wild. Vince won the title. Yeah, right. It's it's wild. <laughs> so I did some research. Uh, create a list of, of wrestlers to have never won the the WWE championship or the big gold under the WWE banner. Um, I don't know. Just maybe maybe some of these were never supposed to. Just names that I thought. I think Matt, you mentioned Rick Rude. Um, I know he's had matches for the championship. I, I, I wow, well, did he? Yeah, I don't know. Who was that the Warrior. Warrior? Warrior? That's the yeah. one that came to mind. Okay, I think um, he had one match with Hogan too, but it, I think that was just for uh, VHS tape. I forget Coliseum Video back in the day. Okay, some of the you know, other older older wrestlers, I guess uh, Ricky Steamboat. Always kind of stuck in the mid card, more WCW NWA. Uh, Ted DiBiase made the list, the Million Dollar Man. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, a little bit older than that. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, big boy, uh, never won it. Name that came up that I think people often forget. Uh, King Kong Bundy was a big name that I saw on a lot of people's uh, of other people's lists. Uh, the British Bulldog. And the Dynamite Kid both made a lot of people's lists. Um, Dynamite being the better wrestler, Bulldog being the the better look, the better uh, sports entertainer, I suppose. Um, uh, we talked about Sims. Oh no, Sims snuck Jimmy Snuka. That was on the pre-show. We were talking about that. Yeah, check out the Patreon um, pre-show. Yeah, uh, Vader. Vader made the list, never winning the WWE Championship. Uh, Arn Anderson and Chief J Strongbow. Um, yeah. Strongbow a bit before my time. George the Animal Steel. Um, a lot of feuds with with Hulk Hogan and Bruno San Martino, but never um, was given the championship during that time. And I think it's just a matter of them not hot potatoing the championship or moving it like they do today. Um, kind of back in that era. Greg the Hammer Valentine, Honky Tonk Man made a few lists. Uh, the Junkyard Dog made a couple of lists. Um, so those were all the older folks where the belt just didn't travel as much as it used to. Um, some of the newer, new generation, uh, up until more recently, uh, Tatanka made some lists. Um, and I was reading up, I forgot about his like undefeated streak. Yeah, he had um, he, he had a pretty long undefeated streak when he first came in, broken by Ludwig Borga. Ludwig Borga, right, right. That was really <laughs> the, the what, what 
moved his, uh, you know, his his streak. Uh, Dean Malenko came up on a couple of lists. I don't think he was ever big enough out of the Rascals um, to make an impact. But uh, you know, when you look at what some other some other people from the Rascals, meaning uh, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, were able to do, there's really no reason Dean Malenko, I guess, couldn't have. Yeah, I just don't think he ever got he ever got to like that level in the WWE. Same with Perry Saturn. I mean, the the four of them were were great, and that radical storyline was really good. But yeah, it just I mean, Eddie and Eddie and Benoit, I think were I mean, obviously the 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 stars out of it. Like I mean, Malenko, a tremendous in ring competitor, but it just sure. you know. There's a difference. Again, we we've always kind of touched on it. There's a difference between being a great wrestler and being a great WWE superstar. Uh, Lex Luger. Yeah, somebody had Luger on on Twitter. Um, okay. uh, at Zach Fellows had Luger uh, as one of them. We we did have a couple. Uh, Jake the Snake uh, was one. Mister Perfect. Like a couple of them were were you know on, on the same page. Jake, Mister Perfect, uh, Jeff Johnson on Twitter. He had uh, current. Uh, Samoa Joe, um, oh, okay. but uh, all time he had he had uh, Jake the Snake. Scott Hall was another one, right? Scott Hall. Uh, the list I saw had uh, yeah, Scott Hall never won. Yeah, had uh, Barry Hall was always I think the next in line, and then uh, and then something else happened, right? Yeah, and the Nikita Koloff. Yeah, something. I don't know if you mentioned that, Ryan Koloff but... is a good one. Um, to wrap up the list that I had had uh, DDP never won a WWE championship in the WWE three times WCW champion uh, Rikishi was one that I would never ever really thought about but um, I was like you can make the argument I think for Big he P. was over big he was over big he was real big uh, Christian obviously in any more recent um, time frame what he was able to do in, in like TNA um, now, did he ever did he ever win like the WWE the 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 big gold like the world heavyweight title? I don't know if he, I don't think he ever did. I don't believe he did. I know he didn't win like the WWE championship, up. but I don't think he even won like the big gold version. And my my big wrap up, um, Farouk, WWE kind of dropped the ball with him. Uh, Ken Shamrock, yeah, never held the uh, very big over at that time. Um, I think Ahmed Johnson made a few lists. Injury Ooh. kind of derailed him um, way earlier, but I think he had the potential. Um, Mr. Kennedy, who uh, was just yeah. a bit outside of like my time in, in really enjoying and watching wrestling. But he was big. He was definitely over. He was he was over and he was up there. And the last but not least in his entire time, Jerry the King Lawler, never a WWE champion. I don't think he held any gold. In the WWE, actually, you might be very right. Like Jim. you know, I, I mean, he he's been, I mean, he's been a mainstay since the the early nineties. So, like, the fact that he didn't win an Intercontinental title, now he wasn't always a full time wrestler, but he, you know, he never won the Intercontinental title. He never got involved in a, in a tag. I mean, he's never really much of a tag guy. But I'm surprised they didn't like do a honky tonk man, uh, Jerry the King Lawler tag title run like in the, in the mid nineties. <laughs> Um, did uh, did Lawler ever have the hardcore title? I don't, I can't remember. I I honestly can't remember. Devin says Christian won the world heavyweight championship Extreme Rules twenty eleven, so he he did at least hold oh, big gold. He did yeah. not hold the WWE yep. title. Okay, okay. Uh catching up. Um, on some, s- go ahead. For the, 
WWF, I looked up Lawler real quick. He won the Raw Rumble in uh, 2011. The Raw so Rumble. Right there. He is a five-time Slammy Award winner, and he's a WWE Hall of Famer, has never held a championship. Never held a title. Okay. WWE. Yeah. Uh, Devin had uh, Piper, Mr. Perfect, Owen Hart. Uh, Charlie has Rude, uh, Dusty, Tito Santana, Ron Simmons. So we, we, we hit on a couple of those. Uh, catching yeah. up a couple of comments on uh, on Facebook. Ryan, you had, you had said Paul Orndorff actually was one, which kind of surprises me back in the day. Orn, Orndorff, uh, very, very uh, big in the, in the 80s in the WWE, uh, WWF, obviously, at the time. Nick uh, says between Piper and Jake the Snake. Uh, Mike has Roddy Piper and Mr. Perfect. And uh, Andrew says uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat followed by uh, Hot Rod. Which, yeah, I mean, if you go back to it, I mean, and Steamboat had the Intercontinental run. And, and um, you know, you go back then and the, the Intercontinental title was kind of the title for guys like Steamboat. It, it was the worker title uh, as opposed to the WWE, the WWF title, uh, which kind of got reserved more for, for guys like uh, Hogan and Savage and Warrior and Sergeant Slaughter and guys like that that were more you know on the uh, sports entertainment side versus the the wrestling side. So, um, yeah, just it was just a question. I, I don't maybe it was watching uh, the Owen Hart Dark Side of the Ring that 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 kind of spurred that in my mind and it and it came up to me over the weekend. Um, real quick, I don't know who caught uh, the Wednesday Night Wars this week. I uh, just want to touch on a couple of the a couple of the the big items from uh, from the two shows. Obviously, one of the big uh, the big items out of yesterday was uh, FTR showing up uh, at, at Daly's place last night. Uh, obviously, from the WWE, the revival. They were for a brief minute going to be called the Revolt. Uh, they are now FTR. Right. Mark, is that is that a Kirby? That's a, oh man, Kirby the magnificent fluffy dog. He's upset. Oh no. Oh, let me see him. He's so majestic. Isn't his, It should be his nap time, shouldn't it? Where is he? He's laying, He rolled over. He's laying on the floor. Oh, there you go. So upset. Um, but He's uh, upset. You know, FT- hey, I'll, be, I'll be right back. Give me just a minute. All right. Sounds good. Uh, FTR making uh, making their W or yeah, AEW, AEW debut uh, going right after the, 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 the Butcher and the Blade and uh, – and the uh, the young bucks, so they are uh, inserting themselves uh, right into the uh, the tag team picture. Which I mean, they are they are the self proclaimed, if nothing else, best tag team in the world. So um, definitely, uh, that kind of it caught me off guard because I, I thought they they were part of the ninety day uh, no competes. So I was a little shocked, but I guess their release they were they were granted full release. Um, so they are, they are there and, and AEW confirming today that they are in fact, uh, elite. Yeah, Sorry, no more to be said. FTR. Uh, Cody says that it is, uh, it is his plan to defend the TNT title every week, uh, on dynamite. So, um, very similar to a TV title, which the AEW had kind of hinted that they were going to, um, bring a, a TV title into the mix. Uh, Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack, Jungle Jack Pear, uh, winning the uh, the Battle Royal. I lo- like the, the Battle Royal was a Battle Royal. Nothing special about it. I thought the end sequence uh, when you when with uh, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Jack Perry, uh, Wardlow, and and MJF. I, I, once you got down to the final four, I thought that was executed really really well. Um, 
you, you already saw some of the dissension beginning that, that seeds being planted uh, between Wardlow and uh, MJF uh, with the pre-stage inter- or the pre-match interview. Uh, just uh, the ending was executed really well. Kind kind of surprised Jungle Boy is the first com- the first challenger, but the dude's been on a roll. So uh, that that match will be next week on Dynamite. Uh, Jungle Jungle Jack Pair uh, versus uh, Cody for the TNT title. Yeah, man, I've been really impressed with uh, with Jungle Jack um, as of as of late. I think he's uh, executing very very well. Salsa, probably one of the. I'm sorry, what was that? Salsa. Oh yes, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> Sauce him all up and down. He is uh, he is clearly the king's or uh, Jr.'s um, favorite favorite wrestler. He loves not calling him by his name. Um, yeah, I just I love everything about him. What a great uh, talent! Really is good talent. He is he is really good, really good. Um, resemblance to his dad too is is striking. It um, is, man. Like, obviously, yeah. body size a little bit different, but definitely in the face. Like, I'm working through Riverdale now, and like every time Luke Perry pops up, I'm like Jungle Boy, Ch- Jungle Jack Perry. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian uh, defeating uh, SCU to become the number one contenders for the tag titles. That kind of surprised me a little bit, uh, but uh, that match will also be next week on Dynamite. Uh, and then the winners will take on, or will uh, defend the title, or, or um, yeah, the winners will defend the titles at uh, coming up at Fighter Fest, I believe. Which they haven't announced when. They're just like dangling the kit. Whenever it's going to be, I'm like, okay, uh, cool. Um, I would imagine um, probably July, because I think it's the the beginning of September is when uh, All In or All Out uh, will be. So you kind of bridge the gap between the two. Um, and then, uh, it was, it was pretty much, uh, confirmed that, uh, Brian Cage and Moxley, uh, for the, uh, AEW world championship at, uh, fighter fest, whenever, uh, that will be. Um, but, uh, I, I thought it was a really good episode. Now the ending, the ending of the show, you had the pep rally for the, uh, f- for the, um, the inner circle also pro wrestling tees. You can get that, uh, Stadium Stampede Champions T-shirt for half price. By the way, uh, they they threw that up there today. Um, so it started as the as the pep rally, and then when Sammy Guevara went to present uh, a little bit of the bubbly, a little bit of the bubbly, and the the cheese plate to Chris Jericho. Uh, the bottle was empty, the plate was empty, and uh, Mike Tyson's music hit, and him and his entourage hit the ring, and. Uh, it dissolved into a, a shoving match and a melee to, to close the show. Um, now, here's the thing. In terms of getting eyes on your product, brilliant. Um, because if, if we're, we're going the route of Jericho versus Tyson, um, I mean, you're, you're going to get – you're going to – I mean, the, the video of Mike Tyson working out, a 10-second clip on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago, grabbed the attention of the world. So – this is going to get eyes on your product that that it is it is great from a business standpoint i thought the segment sucked um i i thought once once you got to the point of tyson's music hitting it just it 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 seemed disorganized it 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 didn't i didn't think it was executed well 
Um, I think everybody, it felt like everybody was like waiting on the, on the next, on the next line. It just felt like everybody was stepping on each other's feet. Um, and, and, and to me, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do the, you know, well, it was the Austin Tyson all over again. Uh, I just, I just, I get what they're doing. I, I just, I didn't think that the segment was executed well at all. Um, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, Jim, I, I agree with you. I don't think the segment went over the way it should. I think the end result is still the same. You have things like Sports Illustrated and ESPN talking about Mike Tyson in an AEW professional wrestling ring, and that's the end game. I broke my back. To get people talking about Mike Tyson and about your brand, so you've done that, regardless of, of how shoddy the segment actually went. Um, and apparently Mike Tyson and his entourage just loves cheese trays, man. I mean, I mean, who doesn't a lot of that? There was not a lot of cheese left. Who doesn't love? Yeah. The, the salon was left, but the cheese, the cheese was gone, not a lot of cheese. you know, but, uh, I'm surprised Taz, our old pal Taz didn't, didn't grab that gobble or whatever it was that was on the, uh, on, <laughs> on the tray. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, when, when. Sports when sports media is talking about it, you you did the right thing. Matt, Mark, any thoughts on the the, the closing seg? Hey, where's the gabagool? Um, so <laughs> I thought uh, I actually did see like this story popping up. I didn't watch the Wednesday Night Wars yet; it's still on my DVR. But um, you know, it, like you guys said, if it's popping up on social media, I'm seeing it. Then job well done. Um, that's what they were going for. Mike Tyson's always going to be a draw no matter what. So, I mean, if you, if you have Iron Mike willing to, like, do these spots for your company, take advantage of that as much as you can um, because he's, he's always going to get eyes on, on the product. I know, I know Mark probably has probably, like, an Iron Mike T-shirt, maybe, like, an old towel <laughs> and possibly, like, a cardboard standout in his attic somewhere. I'd have to dig around, but I could probably find something Tyson related. I do have Mike Tyson's punch out up there on NES or Super NES. Oh, I love that go. game. That's I a ab- good game. I broke my back. Stupid idiot. He broke his back. <laughs> the uh, Are we... I, I thought that uh, Tyson segment was. Uh, I thought it was great. It, it I really did feel like uh, Austin Tyson rehash, but still, I thought it was really good. Tyson. Uh, I think Jericho got a little annoyed that Tyson's just kind of jumping in. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty funny. I mean, here's the Tyson thing: it was fired up, and like I, you know, I said it. Um, you know, there, there was something in this week in wrestling that I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, I think it had to do with the WWE bringing in the crowds or something like that," and the, you know, the NXT, the trainees and stuff. And everybody's like, "Oh, there's copying AEW," and it's like. Let's be honest. It's 2020. There, there's not a whole lot at this point that w- you can be totally original when it comes to professional wrestling. Like, I mean, do we want to say that the the stadium stampede, the AEW was just copying the WWE by doing a cinematic match? Uh, now, you know, NXT did no, and I'm and I'm not saying that, but like, if you want, like, if, if you really want to go down that copy copy road. Like you, you can you can probably find any instant when every anybody tries to do something different or whatever. Like, well, you got a good point where WWE is just copying Matt Hardy. Um, 
but like there there's you know now WWE with NXT they did the the you know the fight pit last night you know and I know they did like the dungeon match years ago with Shamrock and Owen Hart like you know is is AEW ever going to do like a real fight type ma- like it's 2020 you're not going to have a whole lot of originality in professional wrestling can can we like can we stop with the so and so is just copying so and so if it's a good idea then then it's a good idea like for for months people were complaining WWE didn't have crowds then you you put people in the crowd and you're like oh they're just copying well you can't have it both ways <laughs> here's the thing um to an extent i agree um cuz Lauren my wife watches wrestling with me on occasion um she she tolerates it i think more than your wife does jim um so when we were <laughs> watching AEW um, I was catching up before the pay-per-view and this was the first time she had sat down and watched it with me because normally she's upstairs, I'm downstairs. Um, so she was like, Oh, how do they have fans? And I was like, Oh, that's just wrestlers on the roster. And she was like, why doesn't WWE do that? I said, okay, that's fair. And I think Ryan, you alluded to this last week. If they were going to do that, there would be a week or two where people were like, copied you take your lumps, you say, yep, I copied, stole this idea. It's a good fucking idea. Sorry. And that's that's what we need to embrace. Like, So people saying they copied, we knew that was going to happen. For sure. But we can't really fault them for saying that because there were always going to be those people that were going to come out and say, hey, you're just copying. Just because people can't let other people enjoy things for the same reason that some fans chanted Husky Harris when Bray Wyatt debuted. Cool. You're knowledgeable. (laughs) We get applause. We always knew it was going to happen. So I don't necessarily fault the people for calling out the copying. WWE needs to take that on the chin, but please keep doing it because the live audience thing makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. A hundred times more. Yeah, I and and you know I I I'll be the first one. Like, here's the thing: I did not dislike the the WWE model with the empty arenas. I I found it I found it compelling to watch in a way. Like now that said, this week a more enjoyable watch. Um, like the the nice thing about having wrestlers in in the crowd is you can still do an effective promo because they're not like the wrestlers aren't going to hijack the promo, <laughs> um, which which is nice because the thing that I that I enjoyed about the the empty arena, completely empty arena, was promos I thought grabbed you a lot more. Now you still saw the edge one in the back that that, that was able to grab you this past Monday, so you can still do things that are sans crowd, um, but uh, definitely I will agree more enjoyable watch uh, this past Monday uh, and even last when, night with NXT. When did when did all wrestling fans become the Simpsons did it crowd? Like, when did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I don't know, but it, you're you're right. It, it it it's just the nature of the nature of the beast, I guess. Um, I but, also I don't want to I don't want to leave the AEW conversation without talking about Mickey Gooch. Mickey Gooch. Mickey Gooch was the guy next to uh to next to Tyson that also ripped his shirt off for some reason. Oh, the with the the dude with, with like the, the blacked face. out eyes? Yeah. Is that who I that was? I, I didn't even know who that was to be honest with you. His name is, 
it's an actor. His name is Mickey Gooch. Swear to God, it's his real name, Gooch. Um, but I'm, I'm a big Mickey Gooch fan now. So who the hell is this? Matt, <laughs> you're you're an actor guy. You would know who Mickey Gooch is, right? I, I'll look it up. The name doesn't sound familiar, but I probably have seen him in some stuff. I feel like he was dating Rebel Wilson. Who the hell is this? That's that's the one guy's daughter. Who the hell is this? Who Rebel Wilson is? Yeah, no, I know who Rebel Wilson is. I still don't know who. Rebel Wilson was in that movie about singing, right? Sure. Yes, she was. You're asking the wrong guy on that one. Yeah, the uh, Pitch Perfect. I I like those movies. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully next. Hopefully next time Tyson's Tyson's is going to do a spot though that uh, they they get him to pre pre cut the shirt because oh, that, that was rough that was tough yeah. to watch Mike Tyson getting into a fight with a t shirt I broke my back um, but uh, again uh, I thought the show was pretty was really good uh, NXT um, we had Drake Maverick advancing to the the cruiserweight title final. Is he back with the WWE? Because I thought he was like two matches and done. Like th- this story has become really compelling. Um, so, so I'm 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 really curious to see uh, what happens next week. I thought the Tommaso Ciampa, Scarlett Bordeaux, uh, and, and the 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 cross segment was really really well done. Um, that feud has me locked in. This movie in the name of God, which I assume was the sequel or the prequel to the resurrection of Gavin Stone. Um, but beyond that, I got nothing, Ryan. Like I haven't seen any of these movies. Nobody has. Nobody has. <laughs> I've seen. Who the movies. hell is this? <laughs> What's the guy's name again? Gooch. Gooch. Mick, Mickey Gooch. Gooch. He was in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So, have you watched that, Matt? No. Okay. Like I know it's on my Amazon Prime for free. I, I I'm going to check it out just to get it over with. Um, but, uh, the fight pit on NXT last night, I freaking loved it. Now, Charlie, you keep beating the drum for, for another brawl for all. Um, no, <laughs> there should not be another brawl for all. No, <laughs> like if just, they are about that. just no. Um, but, but I will say that, uh, if, if in the right circumstances they do another or more fight pit matches, I'm fine with that. But there should never, and I mean ever, be another brawl for all. Ever. It was a terrible idea. Like, if you, if you like it just bad. Just bad. This match last night worked because of the people that were in it, not because of the setting. Like it was the it was more it had more to do with the people that were in it, and uh, but no, I, I I freaking loved it. If you have not watched the uh, the fight pit match from last night's uh, NXT, f- you know, find it. It's on demand. Uh, it'll I'm sure. Well, it's on the network now today, as of today, because the the NXT gets put on there. So go to the network. You all have it. If you're watching us, you have the WWE network. Go to it. Watch the fight pit. If nothing else from last night. Do it. So good. You're going to love it. It was great. It really was. I was surprised at the end result. Yes. I was too. <laughs> uh, 
Charlie says he's not beating the drum for another one. He's saying if they would do it, they have talent like Riddle and O'Reilly who have an MMA background. Yeah, I I just think just no, never do another brawl for all ever. Um, but uh, I thought both Wednesday night shows really good this week. Um, if you haven't seen either of them, uh, I'd say go seek out both of them. You probably have a good bit of time. Like we're still responsibly doing the the social distant thing, and even though things are reopening your you know you should still be smart and stay home as much as you can so seek it out check them out uh you're gonna have time over the weekend because you're not you're gonna be good and responsible people who aren't going to like picnics and cookouts and things like that so um do the right thing watch wrestling uh that kind of right uh now this was a, this was uh this was a topic that that i don't again i don't know where it came into my head but i wrote it down is there this is a kind of a two-part question is there a heel or face turn, we'll go with the first part, a heel or face turn that you think should not have happened, any particular one that should not have happened. Um, and I'll start it off, and he even says it to this day, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, the the handshake with McMahon, the fact that he didn't give McMahon the stunner at, at WrestleMania X7 uh, in Texas, you know, the, the the fact that they, they stuck with him making that heel turn, I just thought it was, it was like, why? Why would you turn Stone Cold Steve Austin heel at that point? It was, it was dumb beyond belief. Yeah, Jim, I don't, I don't know if there's one that's, whew, I don't know if there's one that's going to be worse than that. The only thing I can think of is the the seventeenth time the Big Show turned face. The other one, sixteenth was fine. Seventeen though. That seventeenth one was uh, was really was really. Did him in. <laughs> the fans gave up at the seventeenth. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be seventeen. The seventeenth uh, face turn for the Big Show w- was worse than the Big Show. Jim cannot, Matt. You know this is ridiculous that you keep changing your name. To, to take shots at me. I don't appreciate that. I, I actually, I have I have a new one, and it just crossed my mind. I just saw it while we were live here on Three Count Thursday on the Zoom call. The biggest heel turn in history, the 2020 Elizabeth Town Fair officially been canceled. Officially canceled. Wait, that is that is breaking the, news? The biggest heel turn ever. Are you serious? It just ruined Mark's day, Ryan. Holy I know, I know. I feel like a heel too, and I love it. The uh, 2020 Elizabethtown Fair is officially canceled. The conditions imposed on us by the state make it impossible to hold the fair. We would be allowed to have only 200 people or 250 people at the fairgrounds at one time, and that won't work. That was their official statement on their Facebook page. That has got to be the biggest heel turn of this century. My God. Well, I'll tell you what else. There will be no Super Tuesday this year. My it's God, over. I, it, Mark, are you going to be okay? Listener, can you can you let everybody know what your Super Tuesday consisted of? I might, I might have to go for a little bit here. Well, well Super Tuesday is the only Tuesday of the year where I can go to Roots Market in the morning, which is still open. Possibly this year, I could go to my favorite restaurant, Austin Steak, and see where your family wants to eat. And then ordinarily, I would go to the Great Elizabeth Town Fair, but now that's out the window. 
And on that same Tuesday, now this sounds like something you would do in an entire week or maybe a month. This is all on a single Tuesday in August. I would spend the uh, the final hours of that day at the sweetest place on earth, Hershey Park, which is also not open. <sighs> oh my yet. God, this is That's uh, Super Tuesday. This Mark's is... life is just crumbling before us. This is horrible. Jared in a comment says, "What's OG going to do?" This this is horrible. Uh, oh, it's terrible. It really is. You know what? I was hopeful because the uh, fabulous Grease band just announced they were performing at the fair, and I thought, okay, if they're still signing people to perform, maybe there's a chance. Man, but it just but, uh, struck down. Struck, struck down, down before it even hit its prime. The York what about Fair. Dance and Don? <clears throat> the York Fair casualty. I'm sure the Allentown Fair is not going to be far behind. This is horrible. Uh, to brighten everybody's mood, uh, I just. <laughs> Because um, we got sidetracked by Ryan claiming he was being a heel. Not that you're ever not. Like, Ryan, you're typically the heel of the show of all of us. I mean, that's kind of true. Thank you. Um, so I have two answers to this question. I think that when they put Daniel Bryan in the Wyatt family, that was one of the dumbest moves they could have made. Oh, that's um, solid. They tried to make that a heel turn, um, but it did lead us to that epic scene in the car where Brie Bella gave us her, her fantastic <laughs> shoot off the acting chops and gave us a scream to, uh, <laughs> there's a clip I need to find please please do and I will say on the other side of the coin the biggest heel turn that never happened was Big Match John never officially did a heel turn like we all wanted him to well that that was the second part of the question uh, you got ahead of me on that one, Matt. Is 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 there a turn that? That's true. That is there a turn that never happened that that should have? And I think resoundingly, big big match, John turning heel. And I mean to to a lesser degree, and I guess it still could happen, but probably unlikely. Um, Roman Reigns as well. Like I think, especially after the the Undertaker match, I think you could have you could have like. You could have really flipped that switch. We're there near the uh, the end of the shield. I think you could have flipped the switch. You could have done it to break up the shield instead of Seth Rollins. And imagine how different WWE would be um, if 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 Roman Reigns was the chairman, if you will, uh, as opposed to Seth Rollins. I, I, you guys definitely wouldn't own a "You Can't See Me" shirt. That's that. true. I think we w- maybe it would have been like you can't fist me, but but it just it doesn't uh, you know maybe Reigns you know misses the mark on the punch I don't know, um, but yeah I think Cena or Reigns would probably be the, the the turn that didn't happen. Ooh, uh, I I just because I went to to try and confirm the details on this. Uh, this tragic news about the uh, the E Town Fair, but the WWE has posted a, a series of uh, match T shirts uh, to the shop site. Some of the the iconic matches uh, of, of of all time. Kind of one thing lead to the other there. Well, because I, I was scrolling Facebook and I saw that as opposed to the the announcement from the E Town Fair. So they have things like uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar from No Way Out in two thousand four. Uh, the British Bulldog Bret Hart from SummerSlam '92, 
um, that iconic match of uh, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair from last year's WrestleMania. Uh, Rock versus Stone Cold uh, WrestleMania X7 is on there. Um, that Summer SummerSlam 2016 classic John Cena versus AJ Styles, that classic matchup. Um, the the Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12, and it has some others on there. So, uh, and they are they have all sizes, all sizes uh, on those, not just uh, like small through medium. Uh, so oh, they're in big boy size. They got some big boy sizes uh, on there. Hey, they're big boy. Um. Oh, Charlie has a good one for for turns that didn't happen. Uh, this recently confirmed. I don't know if it was confirmed before, but I know it was confirmed on the uh, Talking Shop podcast uh, with Eric Bischoff. Sting as the NWO's third man. That was actually the third man, not Mabel. Sting was to be the third man. Yeah, it's not a bad one. But it was, it was Hogan's idea um, to, to be the third man. So, you know, but uh, it would have been Sting. It would have been very interesting to see how that would have changed things if Sting would have been the third man. Do you have any other heel turns that should have happened or should not have happened? Not necessarily heel turns, but turns in general. Um, what about that? Uh, uh, go ahead, Matt. I, I was just going to say at the, at the end of the, the film, ready to rumble if David Arquette's character had turned <laughs> on Jimmy the King. That would have been awesome. The title to DDP for his first, well, I mean, I guess not technically the <laughs> WWE title, but a title nonetheless for DDP. That would have been epic. That would have been epic. Inter Mark, you got any? Oh, oh the... Uh... If you go way back, I was going to say uh, Tito Santana and Ricky Steamboat, as far as I know, never wrestled as heels their entire career that I can think of. So that would have been wow, something. Wow, you know what? You might be right. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't I don't recall a, a, a time when they would have been uh, – they would have been – that could have been – those could have been interesting. They're both such nice guys, too. Right. <laughs> general like, just for them to both turn on each other at the same time right yeah um did um did did heel bret hart ever really go over well in wcw bret hart in wcw no. didn't go over no. well that's a good point right yeah yeah no it w man, th- oh, man. that i think that's they, a topic to dig into another week too like I mean, it's Awful. tough for Bret Hart to even just turn the wheelchair. At this oh, point. come on! Oh. Yeah, come on now! Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, but like uh, all like all time ball drops by WCW. I feel like Bret Hart has to be up there because coming coming out of the the screw job. Um, to, to drop the ball that hard on Bret Hart was, was pretty big. Maybe that's something to dig into. That's one we're going to have to do with Tim on the show, though. Like, I know Tim's our CM Punk uh, to our WWE backstage, so we're going to have to make sure that that's, that's definitely a, a show that, that Tim is on. Uh, Charlie says one he would change would be Jeff Hardy's turn and him joining Immortal in TNA. Who the hell is this? Um <laughs> he said the Hardys never had a true heel run, uh, which is true. I think that's that's fairly uh, that. I mean, so the Brood was a heel faction, right? Yeah. 
So I guess. Once in the Matt Hardy version, one was his deal. I guess so. Yeah, but I guess the Hardys as a team, I guess as a team never did. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I don't think so. You know, but I I don't know that 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 would be more. I'd be more like gimmick based. Like I would say like, you know, Batista or uh, yeah, like Batista should never been Deacon Batista. (laughs) But you're you're falling (laughs) into like gimmicks that shouldn't have happened as opposed to like turns that shouldn't have happened, which is another topic we can dig into on another day uh, for sure. Uh, Charlie also said Mike Awesome was a big ball drop. Who the hell is this? Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> Did they ever? Sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, oh. that, that, that could be a podcast a... in and of itself, WCW's uh, dropping the ball. I mean, we did... Awesome came in as uh, he was the active heavyweight champion for ECW when WCW had him on Nitro, and they still dropped the ball on him. We, we did plan on doing like a worst storylines episode, so... I mean, these can all be sure. <laughs> I mean, that that would be like a three-hour podcast. Yeah, that 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 would have to be like a marathon or on a weekend, I believe. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll put that on the back burner. Um, all right, a couple of uh, news pieces here before we uh, round out the week. Uh, it, earlier this week, Drew Gulak moved back to the active roster. He's expected to be back on SmackDown. Amazing. This week, uh, he signed a new contract just over a week after his previous one expired. Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that he was not looking to do independent dates. Uh, what independent dates? Uh, and promoters that tried to book him were under the impression uh, that uh, he already had a destination. That destination turned out to be the WWE. Meltzer said, quote, uh, I know people who tried to book him for future dates because he was a free agent, he could have been on Double or Nothing. Uh, when people tried to contact him, they knew he was going somewhere because he was not interested in anything. So it was pretty much assumed as either WWE or AEW. He had pretty much made up his mind he wasn't going anywhere else. Uh, money had been the reason why Gulak did not previously sign his deal with WWE. So the, uh, the presumption here is that he did indeed get the money he was looking for. But no details uh, were uh, released on the contract. Uh, so good to see Gulak back. I mean, it was a bummer that he wasn't re-signed. Um, I know a lot of a lot of the news with the Z sites had reported that he was released by WWE, uh, which just wasn't the case. It was just a negotiation thing, and and it happens, and it worked out for itself. Um, but the question is, and now you know, obviously Gulak had been paired with Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, kind of a, a team role. Uh, the start of the Intercontinental Title Tournament, Gulak's. Previously, last match with WWE uh, was the opening round against Daniel Bryan. But we have the final four uh, now in the Intercontinental title tournament. Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy. Elias taking on AJ Styles. Those matches will occur on SmackDown tomorrow night on Fox. Um, Does the Gulak re-signing have any impact on how you want to see this tournament come out? Because I think a lot of people were kind of have kind of been hoping, myself included, for a AJ Styles Daniel Bryan final uh to this tournament um for me AJ Styles picking up the win and the Intercontinental title seems to be the route that that I thought they would be going it's the only title AJ uh single title AJ has not won in the WWE um so with you know with Gulak's resigning would you now want to see maybe Daniel Bryan pick up the championship and, you know, start a feud with Daniel Bryan coming out of this. 
Um, does it have any impact on on your intercontinental title hopes? Um, no. Two things I want to touch on. First of all, the, the Gulak re-signing I think is good news for somebody like Drake Maverick who still finds himself in that tournament, and that maybe the WWE is still willing to sign people um, that have walked away or let go or or anything like that. So I think that's really good news for for Drake Maverick. But um, no, I, I'd like to still see. Um, I don't think you could bring AJ over to not do something with him. Sure, um, yeah, because that that was yeah, announced I, that it was a trade for superstars sure. to be named later. That was announced sure. last week. I just don't think you do that for no reason. So, um, but I, I man, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see the Drew Gulak Daniel Bryan matches with a championship um, hanging in the balance in the future. So I don't know. I'm torn either way. Yeah, very good. Uh, Inter Mark. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I really, uh, the the pairing with uh, Gulak and Daniel Bryan, that, the only reason they're pairing them is for uh, Bryan to start putting Gulak over. It's got to happen because Bryan's kind of winding down his career, and I think he's going to do that with uh, some of these younger wrestlers. But I would love to see that match with uh, the IC belt on the line. But I think Styles is going to take it, at least for now. Yeah, Matt, the, uh, the, the question, uh, d- does Drew Gulak resigning have any impact to you on the the way the Intercontinental title tournament plays out. Like, you know, I think for a lot of people, AJ Styles getting the title seemed to be the logical route, but does this make you want to see them put it on Daniel Bryan so it can begin a feud with Drew Gulak for the title? I mean, at this point, I'm assuming all the tapings are done. Um, so unless there's some interference where Gulak costs Daniel Bryan the title, I don't think it'll necessarily have any impact, but, but no, I, I mean, either way, I mean, what's done is done, but I mean, I am looking forward to the Gulak Brian feud when it happens. I think that's going to be a ton of fun, uh, but it makes the most sense to give that ugly belt. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the final, uh, the final kind of topic I have here. Is uh, it was reported by WrestleVotes on Twitter that the WWE officials are reportedly working on plans to resume regular live event touring. Uh, it remains to be seen when they will move forward with the touring schedule, but they are slowly looking at rebuilding their live event schedule. Uh, it should be noted that nothing is expected when fans attending events uh, at least before July, but things are apparently happening behind the scenes so that the company will be ready uh, when they are given permission to resume touring amid the coronavirus pandemic. There have been discussions about ticket sales for arena events moving forward with social distancing guidelines in place. Uh, it will be interesting to see how the outbreak do, uh, changes the live event model when touring resumes. Uh, as previously reported, there's talk keeping the new plexiglass shields, obviously, which we saw on Raw uh, this week, uh, and taller ringside barriers, uh, as the new norm for the WWE, uh, and WWE obviously will be faced with tricky obstacles and factors uh, to deal with during the pandemic. What did you guys think of the uh, the, the the hockey glass, if you will, uh, for Raw this week with the crowds? First of all, I hate I hate the term new norm. Uh, I know that's where we're living at. I just <laughs> new I don't new like norm, it difficult times, trying times. All those catchy phrases. I'm so sick of hearing them. Really, I am. Yeah, yeah, getting sick of that. Uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. I uh, right. That's a yep, yep, yep. 
I think um, I think it's smart for them to roll it out, and you can see it on TV. So when they roll this out on um, on live events and and with fans in the um, with the stands, it's not a surprise that they can no longer reach over um, and touch or slap the hands of of the fans at least during these trying times. <laughs> um, you know, if, if we get vaccinated, whatever, and 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 it's proven that we're good to go back to life pre. COVID-19, then we can always remove those. But I think it's smart to get them up and let them be visible now to people. So when they do bring back live touring, they're not surprised um, at their front row seat that they can no longer reach out um, and slap the hand of Bo Dallas when he comes out for his warm-up <laughs> match. Um, yeah, here's the thing, like, you know, and, and, and you know, it, it, it was they, they copied AEW <laughs> with uh, putting wrestlers in the crowd but they put their own spin on it. Uh, I have no problems with it. And again, I think that's a great point, Ryan. Is is it? It's that it's that buffer point where you become accustomed to seeing it, so that when uh, when when we finally hit that point, and we're going to hit that point. I mean, the NFL is talking about doing, uh, you know, a percentage capacity crowd uh, come this fall. College college football is beginning to weigh those options as well. Um, you know, you know, depending and. and the 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 impact of the the virus is going to impact when we see crowds and how many uh you know how, how many people in crowds we're going to see but i think this provides a great buffer uh for it so um yeah any any other thoughts on on and, and here's the thing there's going to hit a point where sh- live shows resume at some point it's going to happen we're like we're, we're like wrestling is is not forever going to be in the confines of the performance center and Daly's place. So, but uh, you know, Matt and uh, Mark, your thoughts on the uh, the the plexiglass and 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 the p- potential live touring schedule? Yeah, I mean, like Ryan said, it's it's a good preface to what we need to be accustomed to. Because even when you know, I don't know what other states are doing, but Pennsylvania has their three different phases, and so when every state is in their respective green phase that doesn't mean all bets are off um so there there are going to be precautions in place so i think we all just need to start getting used to what things are going to be like for the next you know couple months years however long it takes until we can get back to to normal not the new norm but (laughs) something else but I think that, you know, it, it's good to get people accustomed to what's going to be commonplace in the future. You know, it like and it's not just extended to these shows like our our meet and greets going to be a thing for the next couple months, years. Probably not. Um, so yeah. start getting people ready for what's going to be because we all want to get back to some sort of normalcy. But that's not going to be a thing for quite some time so we need to start adjusting and this is the first step yeah i think if uh putting that plexiglass up is the first step in getting fans back into the arenas then it's a necessary step but i'm okay with it i prefer not to have it but i totally understand why they're doing it so yeah and De- devin says uh you know he thinks it's weird they had they had no chairs um for, for the people to sit in um yeah i mean it's 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 again it's a different uh it's a different aspect yeah charlie AEW does uh i think the like 
when superstars are around the ring, the the crowd, if you will, stands up. Um, but they at least can can sit down. Uh, and maybe WWE will switch that up. Maybe they'll pull a couple of the chairs off of the WWE shop site and let it, let these uh, superstars sit on them. I mean, Mark's probably used to the plexiglass anyway. I mean, I know when you go to like Bowser shows at Hershey Park, they have like <laughs> protective screens so the audience can't get Bowser wet. Is that correct? Well, that, that's right. They got to keep uh, the the rabid fans, if you will, away from Bowser. When he comes out there with those uh, Converse sneakers on and the uh, the black t shirt with the cut off sleeves, I mean, you gotta oh you gotta hold my. the fans back. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Um, and then the other thing, I'm gonna see uh, a comment real quick in in, in the, one of the watch parties. Uh, Rick brings up a good point. It, it doesn't matter really if they have plexiglass. For a fan's point of view, if they're still going to have fans like shoulder to shoulder, um, so I guess we're assuming they would come back six feet apart. I mean, that's a lot of real estate if you're the WWE <laughs> selling front row, second row tickets um, to you know properly social distance. And again, I don't know what a lot of these green faces are going to look like, um, you know. But I, he makes a good point. It really, it doesn't matter if I mean it protects fan from wrestler. Yeah, I I think if and when we, we, we see crowds back that, that at the start there will be space between fans. Like so I don't think you're gonna see people shoulder to shoulder for a while. Um I think you're 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 more in the line of, you know, the, the six feet or ten feet or whatever between chair to chair. Um but yeah, I think it's more separating uh separating superstar from fan. Uh because like you know the, the superstars themselves, and I and I know like WWE has their own um, testing procedure uh, that, and, and AEW has, has their testing procedure. So, you know, to a degree, they are protected. Um, you know, you can check temperatures of of people coming in, but the thing we've learned is, you know, you can spread it if you don't show any symptoms. So. You know, fans coming in, if they don't have a temperature, theoretically, they could still be sick and spread it. So you want to keep that that barrier. Now, obviously, you know, people can spread it to each other. Um, but, you know, the, the, I guess that's going to be left up to the fan to decide if they feel safe enough to go to the shows. But the WWE is trying to protect themselves uh, and, and their their talent and their staff. Uh, so that is what the, the plexiglass would be for. Uh, on that end, do we do we all think that wrestling will be the first sport to have fans back? Um, and if not, what what sport do you think you will see fans if, in in stadiums and in, in crowds and uh, arenas first? If it's not wrestling, it'll be the, it'll be football, be it college or NFL or both. But if if the if if wrestling doesn't do it between now and September, I think. Not necessarily that it happens in September, but I think that that football will be the the one that that wins the race out of real sports. Okay, I mean, what are, what are we quoting as real sports? Because I mean, we talked earlier that like NASCAR and golf are sort of back. So, I mean, I think both of those could realistically open their doors to some fans. Yeah, I just, I mean, golf, 
golf, I think, is the easiest sport to do without without a crowd ever. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's coming from a golfer standpoint. <laughs> it is is um, easily come back with no fans. I mean, between like the the ball boys, the the line judges, the refs in tennis, like you do not need to get close to each other. No, change those balls out every single turn and the ball boys wear gloves oh so. my <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, between those two sports golf and tennis you don't necessarily need fans but those would make sense as the first to come back and then the first to like test out having spaced out fans because of what they're doing good night charlie too sweet brother um. Yeah, I I just think that I just uh, to me, you know, football football seems to be the one that that is pressing on the hardest. I mean, I know the NHL has has made it a point that they've laid out the, this plan to return to action. Um. However, you know, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, was like very upfront about the fact that like you know this is still a work in progress and pretty much um it could go away. You know, the the NBA is still trying to figure out what they want to do. Major League Baseball, they can't figure it out from a money standpoint. It's not even a safety standpoint. It's a money standpoint, um, which which I'm going to – I might tackle that on, on my old Huddle Up podcast here uh, in the coming days because I think baseball's Because I, I feel like you and I will have different opinions on that, so so please have me in on that one. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think, you know, baseball's at, at an interesting crossroads to, to themselves, if nothing else. Um, but, uh, you know, I think and, and the NFL, I feel like the NFL is the league that's like the pulse of the United States. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's the most popular sport, whatever. So like, I think the NFL is going to do their best. I mean, I, what Troy Vincent, like who's, who's like one of their like player reps to the league is, was like, we're going to do everything we can to have people in the stadiums this fall. Like I think NASCAR and golf and everything else has kind of been like, you know, we're coming back without crowds. Like they haven't even, like I know golf, I don't know about NASCAR, but I know golf hasn't even begun like the, 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 the process of even discussing bringing crowds back. So I, I just feel like the NFL is at the forefront of like, we want people to be in the crowds because I just think that's, that's the way football and for college football, that's why I included them in it. College football funds these, uh, these, uh, you know, athletic departments at these universities across the board we've seen some universities like you know they've already shut down their baseball programs or you know they've shut down different sports because they they're aware of the situation like they don't have the funding right now so um i i do think if not wrestling i do think it'll be football yeah i know uh nascar has released their schedule through june the 21st uh and all of those races there will be no fans okay. present for them. And that is their like amended schedule to bang out races, some during the week, some on the weekends um, to kind of get caught up um, to where they were. And it really NASCAR is a sport where they make all their money through sponsorships. Um, a lot of the, the individual teams make money about like the logo on their hood. Um, and then dominantly they make, they make a shitload of money on TV through advertisements. Sure. So I don't think they're banking on, um, fans to to, to I mean, hell if you've really looked at some of these truck the series races over the last couple of years they've already been socially distant 
Right, right. You can you can <laughs> easily socially distance those. What's hurting are like the tracks, the people that work at them. Um, sure. You know, for the for the busy weekends, I think the um, each each individual town um, NASCAR you know tracks aren't in the most populated towns. Dover, Delaware, for instance, isn't the biggest uh, the biggest metropolitan city or something, but heavily relies on Mount like Pocono you know, for NASCAR weekends. Um, and even like Firefly, the um, the concert weekends that they had down there, that, that's really hurting like their sure, local economy. Sure. But, but I think NASCAR will survive without fans um, just fine. But from the article I quickly looked up, they are hopeful that fans will be able to be in a race at some point this season. Right here's the thing. Like this is this has been kind of the the the, the tone from the beginning, not just from a wrestling standpoint, but but just everything going on in general. Like it's my hope that you know six months from now a year from now we can look back at this and go wow we we really outkicked our coverage on the safety precautions on this thing like you know we didn't necessarily have to shut this down as hard as we did we didn't necessarily have to do all the things that we did but here we are like i would much rather be that way like i'd much rather like you know wwe start off you know madison square garden with four thousand people and then you look back on it and go wow we could have done 15 as opposed yeah. to like shit, we did twenty and we fucked this whole thing up. You know, we 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 put so many people in danger. Like, you know, so so I hope that six months from now we're like we have full arenas and we're going. You know, we're we're totally good here. That's you know that that's what we hope. You got to hope for the for it to be on the uh, on the positive end. Um, but really, and this is the last thing, and I'm stealing this from from Tim uh, and his and his other podcast, the Final Wrestling Place. Um, who do you think, and I'm just going to go AEW or WWE out of the, out of the two big wrestling companies, who do you think will be the first one to do a live show with crowd? And where do you think that show will be? Uh, we'll start uh, at quick, you, Ryan, real quick, uh, in, in the watch party again that I have, uh, Rick wants to point out, Jim, you have some shit on your hat. It's just, um, just go like this. Right yeah. Here? Go like that. That wipe off? No, it's it's. I just, oh, it's right there. I guess it's I, coming off. I guess. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely the it's absolutely the WWE. There's no way in hell Vince McMahon lets AEW beat them to the punch. And who's, absolutely, one hundred percent WWE. Who is that that asked that, Rick? Hey, was, fuck uh, you, Rick, buddy. Uh, Rick Delk. Rick Delk hey, said, "Fuck you, buddy. Get up there." Hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, but uh ryan says the wwe matt your thoughts on who will be the first to run 100 wwe not not even just because vince don't want to not be beat just because vince does not give a shit about anything or anyone <laughs> so vince mark who do you think it's got to be wwe it's going to happen i agree with matt vince doesn't care he's uh He's missing out on that money right now. He's really got to be hurting this year. Yeah, the XFL so, died. You know, merchandising uh, has to be down. Like if you're digging in, you could have a worse year. You're digging into the warehouse, digging out uh, old pay per view chairs to try and pedal on the <laughs> WWE <laughs> shop. You're definitely hurting for money. Yeah, it's going to be the WWE. Devin says it's going to be AEW. He thinks it's going to be in Chicago. Uh, I absolutely think it's going to be the WWE. Um, and quite frankly, I think it's in Florida somewhere. Uh, whether it's full sale or whether it's an actual, you know, hockey arena, you know, Tampa Bay or, uh, something like that, or hell, maybe you, uh, you, you do, 
you do something on a beach and uh, you know Daytona Beach or you go WCW style and do a bash at the beach uh but it's it's absolutely going to be WWE I think it's going to be somewhere in Florida because you know let's be honest Florida has been probably one of the most uh relaxed states as it comes to uh you know these 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 lockdown situations so uh Ryan you know since we all agree that it's the WWE where do you think that first show will be I think a more interesting question is Will it be pro wrestling or will it be UFC? And I truthfully believe the UFC will be wow, the WWE. Wow, that's to true because Dana White also does not give a fuck about people. Zero fucks given. He might give less fucks than Vince McMahon. Let's be honest. I mean, there was talk of like buying a but an island or some yeah. shit just to still have their fights with fans. So absolutely, the UFC. And I'm going to see. That's what they're going to do. They're going to buy some island and say, <laughs> "This is our island." You can buy a ticket and come if you want. Um, UFC on an island. There you go. <laughs> they could run a show over in Sweden, couldn't they? Didn't Sweden? Uh, yeah, they didn't lock down. They had, they had Have no you lockdowns. guys been to Sweden this time of year? Beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Stockholm is just delightful this time of year. <laughs> Love it, Matt. So, where uh, do you, where do you think the uh, the show will be? Um, you know what? I'll, I'm a crowd pleaser. That's who I am. I'm the crowd pleaser of, of Three Count Thursday. Ryan's the heel. Jim's the moderate. Uh, 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 you know what? The WWE is going to be hosting their comeback show at the Giant Center to coincide with the reopening of Hershey Park. Wow. So How about that? You know what? That would make up for all of this. Wow. 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 We'll go to Zoo America in the morning, <laughs> Chocolate World in the afternoon. He'll hit the wild uh, and then he'll catch. The first live WWE show that I don't have pictures, milkshakes, and chocolate world. Man, man, uh, Mark, where do you think the uh, the WWE show? Devin says he was trying to think differently, which is fine. If it is AEW, I almost willing to guarantee it will be Chicago, either Chicago or Daly's place. But Chicago definitely seems to run the uh, AEW market. But Mark, where do you think this uh, hypothetical WWE show will be? hypothetical i think it's going to be uh you know it's going to be in florida maybe tampa to make up for wrestlemania i think it's it's definitely going to be florida and maybe and i think tim and and marcus touched on this you know what if they what if they would do a a you know stadium show socially distant stadium show so you you bring in that wrestlemania set and uh you bring in you know ten thousand people and spread them across an nfl stadium why not uh i'd sign up for that the uh they can still run some of those matches from WrestleMania. I think the fans would still want to see them, yeah. even though they would be rematches. Yeah, I'd be all right with it. I'd be all right with it. Um, really, that's that's all I got this week, guys. I don't know if you guys have anything else or if we can uh, roll this thing out of here. A couple things. Sure. 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 Um, if you're not following the Instagram page this week, um, in, in honor of what happened last week, um, what I'm doing on the Instagram page is just showcasing wrestlers and content creators that we love as fans of wrestling um so you know a lot of negative shit goes on a lot of negative things are said so what i'm taking this week to do is just to shout out the wrestlers and the content creators that we love because not enough good things are said especially right now a lot of focus on negativity so this week three count thursday on instagram is shouting out wrestlers Male and female, you know, I know we normally do the, the woman of the week, 
that's on hiatus for now. So, you know, today it was Vanity. It was Tony Deppin. Two awesome people, um, both in and out of the ring. Um, content yesterday. So YouTube um, podcasts that we like, photographers that we enjoy. That's going to be the focus all week. So, so check that out. Follow those people. Put in the comments what you love about those wrestlers if you know who they are. I know we got some comments about Tony Deppin today. Um, so good stuff. Like keep promoting that. Let us know what you love about these people. That's what we want to push. And check out our YouTube page this week. Um, I'm taking a break from the interviews and just doing something else. So starting tomorrow, not to steal Mark's thunder, because I'm going to let him talk about his side project that's coming tomorrow. But what I'm doing is I am going to be interviewing some wrestlers. It's a quick three to five minute ordeal that we're going to be putting on the YouTube page. Um, So it'll be some fun stuff. So make sure you're checking out our YouTube starting tomorrow night. I'm going to start posting that stuff, but Mark, take it away. Well, hold on. Yeah, just so you, so you know where the YouTube is. And, and also, Matt, I, I love what you've been doing with the Instagram this week. You know, I, there there definitely needs to be more positivity, not just in the wrestling world, uh, but in the world in general. Uh, you know, things have obviously been fairly shitty for the last couple months. So uh, anytime we can get some positivity out there. But for the YouTube page, uh, you can obviously search uh, Three Count Thursday. Uh, on YouTube, but also tinyurl.com slash 3CT YouTube. You can go right there. Uh, Devin's checking out. Devin, I uh, hope you have a good rest of the week, bud. Take care of yourself. Uh, you know, hang in there and uh, and, and keep your chin up, bud. Uh, intern Mark, what do you got going on? Well, you know what? I'm going to just throw out there the Instagram page that I really am enjoying it this week. And I enjoy it every week. But there's so many hardworking young men and women on there that Matt is recognizing. And so many that we have met, and they are really, really good people. Uh, they're a great follow. Anybody on there that we're putting up here this week, really go check them out. Give them a like. Give them a follow. Um, really, like I said, there's some really good, hardworking men and women on there. Um, but anyway, uh, tomorrow night, if all goes well, a little side project we're doing here through uh, Three Count is uh, we're going to do an interview with uh, Gypsy Mac, who's a uh, professional <laughs> wrestler out on the uh, the West Coast. And the answer to our prayers, and Matt, I might get her name wrong, so I'll let you uh, – I don't want to mispronounce her name. Ariella, is that it? Ariella Nix, yep. Ariella Nix is going to be uh, – the three of us are going to be talking, not necessarily about wrestling, but we're all completely hooked <laughs> on the the uh, TLC program, 90 Day Fiance. So that's what – if all goes well, the three of us are just going to sit and talk about it. And I could talk for hours about it. It's such an addicting train wreck of a show. But I'm really looking forward to it. You're a goddamn genius! <laughs> yeah, the, you know, I've, I've not watched a single second of that show. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I will be looking forward uh, to, this, uh, to this broadcast <laughs> for sure. This show is just, I don't know how many seasons it's been, but there's a lot of spinoff shows of it. And I honestly went through and caught up on everything. I've been watching it for over a year. That's unbelievable. I, it really is. I mean, Mark, I, I get it, man. I, I watch like MTV's Real World. I watch the Challenge. So I, I mean, I get it. I mean, obviously, I watch the WWE reality shows, the 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 Bellas, uh, the Total Divas, Total Bellas, uh, Miz and uh, Miz and Misses, but. You know, I, I, the, uh, the challenge and the real world stuff, that's my, 
that's my guilty pleasure when it comes to uh reality tv so i'm there with you bro i get it you know you gotta oh, you gotta do it it's it's unreal these you get so hooked on it and uh, you just can't believe these people are real but sadly they are and the current season has a lady from york which is very close to uh where we live and matt you're actually uh, she's practically your neighbor right of york and, <laughs> yeah, it's. I wouldn't be proud of this one, but. <laughs> <laughs> and a few seasons ago, they had a uh, woman on there from Mechanicsburg. So, I have a few local folks on there, but boy, this show is. Uh, uh, if you check it out, it's it's a train wreck, and it just gets worse. <laughs> but it's so entertaining. So what's what's cool is I'm gonna be the host of this, which means I'm gonna let them use the Zoom account. So I, <laughs> Matt's gonna hit record and sit back. He's gonna walk away. Listen, man. Boy, I'm, it's, it's something. Uh, I've got about four pages of notes already for it. I'm not even lying. That is not awesome, real. Ryan. What do uh, what do you got going on? <clears throat> I got the weekend off, man. I ain't doing shit. Well, there you go. That's perfect. Uh, you know, my I'm my just watching. I'm just netflixing i'm binging uh on netflix i watched dead to me i thought that was a fun show i have one uh, I really really enjoyed one that. episode uh, ozark, i'm finished with that ozark is so good i love that i have one episode of glow in the third season left one That's episode sick. left yeah I, I, i'm up through the the second to last episode that uh they threw that threesome in on me that that was a shocker did yeah. not did not see that coming um, yeah, wowie wowie. but yeah so uh so that was something. That was something. Uh, but yeah, one episode of Glow. Uh, still working through some Letter Kenny on Hulu. So, uh, oh, yes. yeah, definitely, uh, definitely some yeah. some show. But you know, t- time off. Uh, if you if you're still working, whatever, time off is a great thing. My dad, uh, like he works at a at a hardware store, um, and they said they're, they're fucking crazier than ever. Mark, I know you're you you understand that boat. Yeah. Um, but he had my dad had three days off this week, and he said he didn't do anything at all today. He was in bed till like eleven in the morning. I said, "Dude, you know you've earned it, man." My dad's sixty some years old, dude, like working his ass off out there. Uh, and and uh, you know, for everybody that's doing that, stay safe. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's put a bow on this week's show, man. It, it was a good one. I think we all needed it. It's been a, it's been a uh, quite the week uh, as it comes to wrestling. So make sure you. Uh, you follow us on all of our social media, media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or all at 3CountThursday. Go to 3CountThursday.com. That is our homepage. You'll find all the links. YouTube, uh, our subscribe links for our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all of that. Uh, you can also get our merchandise, whatamaneuver.net. You can get our collar and elbow brand deal, 10% off of all orders at collar and elbow brand store. Uh, our home network, NGSC Sports. We stream daily at LeebSports.com. Ryan, you want to hit it? What a maneuver! Thank you, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. Until next week, everybody, uh, we love you. Stay safe, stay smart, wash your hands, go for the pin.